Thanks for listening to this Word in Your Ear podcast. If you'd like to get early access to all our productions ad-free, priority booking for our live events, and to take part in our weekly quiz, go to patreon.com slash wordinyourear for more details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to a podcast from The Word. It's, it's like you're carrying this mental truck behind Ooh. you, which has all the world's knowledge, which is Wikipedia, yeah. which you can stop the vehicle at any stage yeah. and go and look. Yeah. And, it's, and since somebody said this to me a few weeks ago, I've been, I've been haunted by the things I can no longer remember because mm. I sort of don't need to. Yeah. I'm going to test you now. Matt Hall, mm-hmm. how many phone numbers do you know? Now, I know this is not Wikipedia. Um, I probably know um, three. <laughs> and they're all mine. Yeah. They're the ones that I give out. They're my office number, my yeah. home number. So you home. know, yeah. in your brain, you're carrying three numbers. Yeah. Okay? Right. Rob Fitzpatrick, how many numbers. numbers do you know? <laughs> probably maybe five. Okay. But, uh, and I've always thought, actually, it's strange Matt says that, because I've always thought I was quite good, at, I always was quite good with phone numbers, but now I think about it, I know my mobile number, I know my wife's mobile number, I know my home number, I'm never that sure about my office number. Absolutely. Because, I, but, next, to, but also it's your home number, whoever uses their home phone anymore. Yeah, but 20, here's my point, is that 10 years ago, mm. if I'd you said had, that yeah. same question, you would have known 20. Well, I used yeah. to know, my, Easily. Pa- I used to know mm. my parents' number, and then they moved, and now it's just in the phone. But also, so of course, yeah, of course now you don't, you never have to, you never dial anybody's number, do you? So, you know, you don't no. go, uh, 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 it's just, yeah. So all this was, was uh, triggered by a thing that John Norton wrote in The Observer about saying, basically, is Google making us stupid? Mm. <laughs> um, you know, which is, not, I thought yeah. was a really good point. Because yeah. it's not the usual kind of, oh, the internet, we're all going to hell in a handcart yeah. type thing, was it? It was just saying, it, it's, it's getting used to completely disconnected information, isn't it? Yeah. That we can almost just go and access it. 
at any given time. I think the other, the other thing about it is, is that everybody ends up with the, exactly the same information. And this is particularly in, uh, in relation to sort of interviewing people and things like that. You find that if you look at interviews with people, they cover exactly the same areas generally because what everyone's done is half an hour before they've run off to go and do the interview, they've gone... <laughs> You mean three weeks? Delete what? expletive. Uh, I better just quickly have a look at the Wikipedia about no, you know, but you know, it's like I'm going to speak to someone about their new film or something, blah 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 blah. And they go back, and so then you go along, and there's you know, there's, it's five, an agenda. there's five facts. There's five facts. Uh, of course, in 1969, you were blah 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 yeah. with a goose <laughs> up halfway up a mountain, and uh, and then so everyone has that. There's the, the nuggets of information that you know. There's there's five things about everyone. So if know. you're an interviewee nowadays, you must know exactly you know what you're going to ask. Get asked, yeah. and ex- in what order? Yeah. You know, they haven't asked yeah. the question about the goose yet. Yeah, you know, exactly. They must yeah. think they've got half an hour left. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I can nip this in the bud now. I won't have to answer that whole. <laughs> it's something I don't think that we sympathise with sufficiently, though. That. Uh, I mean, David Davis, who I used to work with, he once he, he told us an extraordinary Davis. fact. Mm. Not David Davis of right. the FA, oh, right. no. Or uh, David Davis. Was, the, uh, I was thinking about David Davis yeah. of the, the uh, forty-two days. Yeah. Oh, mm. not not <laughs> right. Not the not the shadow cabinet minister. No, no David Davis. Uh, and uh, he'd read some extraordinary uh, piece saying that Uma Thurman, when she'd been publicising some movie, not a big movie, mm. she had done. She had counted the number of interviews she had done, mm. and it was in the thousands, mm. just to publicise that film. Yeah. I mean, it must drive people mad yeah. with tedium, wasn't it? Did just you see that same, fantastic same thing? Um, interview uh, with Audrey... Tattoo. Tattoo. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. Uh, uh, of, what's it? Amelie, oh, Amelie thing. Fame. But her, um, there was an interview, I think it was in The Guardian, it might have mm. been The Observer, and basically every journalist that sits down in front of her, she takes their photograph. Oh, she right, yeah, started yeah. doing it three or four yeah. years ago, because she yeah. said... It's so much of my life is spent yeah. in these rooms talking over the same I want to take something out of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it must be brilliant because yeah. it must actually really disconcert. Yeah. You, you know, yeah. they're completely unused to it. And all but of also, I think that's, that's a really good idea that, of doing something like that, of just recording everything that happens in a way. I, I've often thought that I wish I'd taken a photograph of everybody I'd ever interviewed because lots of them would mean nothing. But some of them, you'd go, my God, you know, like Elliot Smith and all like that. You know, I interviewed him. And you know, the people like that, you think, well, no one's ever going to get fo- that photo again. And you, you, you wish, the trouble is with doing those things is you never think that that's the right time to start doing it. And you always think it's going to be a bit strange if you go, can I do that? But actually what you want to do is you want to end up with like one of those old kind of mafia restaurant walls. There's <laughs> yeah. you and every you mate that's ever been. And there's a hundred of them you're just going to throw away. But there's five of them that are brilliant that you've, that you've missed the opportunity. Yeah. So for, pictures know. of you... With famous people. Go yeah. on. How many have you got? Oh, I don't know. I'm not particularly hugely famous people. Elliot Smith. I really love it. Really, right. Have you I've got? No, seriously. Now yeah. you clearly you didn't. No, do I it, haven't. Elliot I've Smith. never done it. Okay, so you've never good. done it. Uh, have you ever had, had your picture? Oh, no, I have a couple of cut. A couple of times with Go a couple on. of people. Who've you done? Uh, polyphonic spree. Amazing. That's <laughs> you that's with the polyphonic spree. What wearing a dressing gown? Where's Wally? No, just just me with just me with Macy out of polyphonic spree. Tim. Um, so out of the full firmament of popular music talent, you could have... No, there is... Oh, no, there's, the there's other... There's other yeah, no, I know, exactly. No, there's a few other ones. Go Not on. many. Uh, Fatboy Slim. Right. Amazing. Uh, <laughs> Usher, I think. Amazing. Uh, no, I mean, I wish I could... Well, there's obviously me and Frank Sinatra. That was amazing. What about you, Matt? The only one... I'm, the only time I've ever had it done, and I've never... I haven't ever seen the photograph... 
but there's one somewhere in somebody's, uh, in, a, in I think a hip-hop connection photographer's um, annals, of uh, me with Snoop Dogg and the posse. Yeah, that's, see, that's a great shot. Guy. What the white guy. <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic. When it, from when, yeah, from when yeah. he first came over. But, from um, left to right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a few. I've got uh, me and Bruce Springsteen. That's a good one. Me and Mick Jagger. That's a good one. Uh, I've probably got some more and I can't think of them. Have you got uh, me really with the whole of Proud of the House, actually. That's a good one. But got anybody really lame? Uh, no, because be. I think it's really, somebody you really lame and didn't Louis bother, actually. Yeah. There's a picture of me and Fish out in Marillion, both asleep in the back of a coach. Look rather sweet. Oh, you're not, so about what a 12 you're times standing as big as side by side. Yeah, I know, but he's, he's a very big man. But here's the funny thing. <laughs> Uh, and this applies to the, the, the rock legends who were awake when they have that picture to take with you, as opposed to Fish, who was mm. asleep at the time. Um, you get the picture back from the chemist, as you did in those days, and you look a prat, and they never do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. they're just really used yeah. to having their picture yeah. taken. But also... They, yeah, so and you're that, not. I, and and you're sort of trying too hard. Who's this like? idiot with the really good-looking bloke? <laughs> but I think also the trouble with that is that's a, that also is your perception of them they just look like they always look and then you're thinking hang on a minute now I'm stood next to them yes. and then you have all your baggage about oh that's right it's a lot of deep a lot of deep levels so anyway this very subject it's never a good thing anyway this is probably why a lot of people don't do it well I don't know I think they probably regret the missed opportunities when oh, yeah, you look back yeah, you, know, yeah. you think I could have had my picture taken with Frank Sinatra or Louis Armstrong yeah. you'd kick yourself for yeah. it wouldn't you oh yeah no, absolutely on yeah. the Bo Diddley uh, thread a few weeks ago from when uh, oh, somebody sent in the picture. someone put the photo up and you know god bless him good work um, dark glasses inside a hotel lobby and it wasn't Bo that was wearing them <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes <that's true>. <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to the word podcast with this very subject of having your uh, picture taken with famous people came up at lunchtime, Rob, because you and I were both in the same place. Talking of famous although people, we didn't see each other. Talking of famous people, we went to we went to a showcase, yeah. as they call them, for Teddy Thompson's new album. Did you have a beer or did you drink water? I drank water. Rob. Uh, me too. Yeah. Um, where, where was this showcase? This showcase. Well, this is one of the interesting points. That I was lucky. Can, can, we can, can I get? Can I try? <laughs> and you, guess? You're going to try and <laughs> guess that. <laughs> okay. Was it the uh, Kensington Roof Gardens? No. no. Was it um, the well-known jazz club in Wardour Street? No, no but you're near. But you're very um, near, yeah. Uh, There's only one other possible option. Oh, and luckily, oh. me and David were going to be there anyway. So. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, it was the, give up. It was a place that was formerly known as the Raymond Review Bar, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. And is now called... No, the the Soho Review Bar, is it? Oh, yeah, OK. Like so, that. changed its name recently with the death of Paul Raymond. Right. Yeah. And, and I was talking to somebody who said, wasn't this the place? The, you know, you, you go up the stairs and it's Stygian darkness yeah, yeah. there, in mirrors and yeah. small stage, you know, plush bonquettes and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> <Bonquette>. And, <laughs> the and somebody bonquette. suggested to me <laughs> I that... Bonquette. Brooklyn Daily. That <laughs> <laughs> this place is a very particular place in popular music history in that it's where the Bonzo Dog performed Death Cab for Cutie in the film Magical Mystery Tour. Is it? While George Harrison and John Lennon uh, looked on wearing Dirty Max. <laughs> you know, because it was, it was, that was considered very racy. Let's yeah. go to the strip club. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's, yeah. let's film uh, Bonzo Dog with this, uh, you know, with the fan dancer or something like yeah. that. And so... I think that's probably true, because they also said to me that they were sure they'd seen a picture of the Beatles with Paul Raymond. Oh, yeah, they must have. And, yeah. and, and the, which led to the conversation, the Beatles yeah. must have had their picture taken with literally everybody 
who had any power or any clout anywhere yeah, in the country. And also Geoffrey Archer. Have you ever seen well, that? Oh, yeah, that's a great picture. <laughs> that's a great picture. It must be absolutely fascinating if you're Paul McCartney or, or yeah. Ringo Starr and you look back and somebody shows you a picture yeah. of, you know, you and I. They must have had Pope John, whoever, who was the, whoever was the Pope in the 60s. Because it must have been from, you know, 1963 to now. Basically, every single day of your life, someone's taking... He just lined up, pictures. gripped and grinned, yeah. and, you know, the ambassador, you know... The, there can't be anybody. The foreign secretary and his daughter, you know, cinema managers, just anybody. Yeah. There can't they be many people who've had their picture taken more times than Paul McCartney. There can't be many, you know, because of the length of time he's been at it, although... Even, kind of, even popes or heads of... Yeah, Muhammad Ali, Muhammad Ali will have... Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of that. Yeah. David Beckham, in a shorter period of time, there's mm. an awful lot but of actually, that. Yeah, but the point is, with those guys, well, with, De- with David Beckham, the, certainly, you can't actually get close to him. No, you can't. Photo taken with him. No. Because Muhammad Ali, you know, pretty much anybody could go to that training camp up in the, uh, the mountains. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, I wish, I bet, I, w- I, w- I know for a fact that I, our wives would love to be here having this conversation with us right now, wouldn't they? Who's been had their photo taken the most times? Muhammad Ali, Paul McCartney. I'm going to revive this one over dinner tonight. Sweetheart, who do you think's had their picture taken more times? There's nothing to be It's a certain sort of fame, isn't it? It's a certain species of fame that people want their picture taken with you. They kind of, they want to pretend you're their mate. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. nothing applies to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think anybody lined up to have their picture taken with Led Zeppelin because no. they never saw themselves as belonging there. Do you not think? I don't think so. No, and probably well, maybe at they that all... point the opportunities were probably starting to yeah, starting to thin to out. Be, a bit. Yeah, thin out. Whereas there must be. I mean, if anybody can send us to the website wordmagazine.co.uk, we'd love to see a picture of the Beatles with the most unlikely individual you can find. Yeah. You know? Definitely one of them with Imelda Marcos. I'm damn oh, sure there must be loads, loads. yeah. Because yeah. yeah. oh, yeah. they had a disastrous tour yeah. in the Philippines, yeah. didn't it, where it all started to go very badly wrong. Yeah. Philippines. And, uh, <laughs> but every, oh, Manila. <laughs> I hate every head of state, you know. Yeah. They, yeah. They were They're all out there with their scissors, scissors cutting off the little locks <laughs> of their hair. So, uh, lunchtime showcases, Rob. Lunchtime yeah, it's showcases. Good to know that they, you know, things may come and things may go, but they don't change at all. They do don't they? change at all. Uh, chicken wrap, bottle of fizzy water. <laughs> in the uh, dark. In the dark. Four uh, tunes. Four tunes. Dropped a bomb on it. Uh, the, the Britain's music media wiped out overnight. You know? Could have... It is very funny. opportunity. You, yeah. you find yourself sitting next to a load of kind of hacks. the opposition, yeah. the hacks, you know, all of whom are on the surface very cordial to each other. Yeah. <laughs> and underneath, it's seething. I was there with. Uh, I was there. I sat next to a very nice chap who I've not seen for a long time called James, uh, and uh, he is such a died in the wool hack that even though he wasn't covering it for anybody, he was there purely, uh, you know, because he co- he likes Teddy Thompson. Uh, he pulled out a paperback book. Uh, halfway through, started making notes in the back. That's how hardcore he is. Because he just thought he's, you know, he's God. 100% hack. God, Can't stop it. I, li- I said to him, you cannot stop yourself, can you? <laughs> no. I couldn't. I just had to write this bit down. Back in the day, in the 80s, you know, people, there used to be a certain breed of people. You'd see them shuffling around, mm. uh, around Soho. Yeah. Like, um, you know, bag people. Mm. Uh, you know, wearing... Smelling faded- faintly of onion barge. <laughs> <laughs> 
faded pro- they were dressed entirely in promotional t-shirts yeah, yeah, didn't yeah. they yeah. and they always had a bag full of records because they'd just been called in at Warner Brothers yeah. in Broadwick Street or yeah. whatever and managed to get a copy of the new I don't know what record you know, the new, new Don da- John David Souther <laughs> album something like that uh, and, uh, and then they stopped in at Sister Ray's on the way back yes, to, to sell it, it. Yeah. <laughs> no they, they go to one, one reception at lunchtime you know and, and top up on in, onion bargees and a lot <laughs> and then, then if yeah. they're lucky there'll be another um, you know kind of tea time, tea time launch yeah. of something tea time else they could go to and then you go to a proper gig and then you go to a yeah. proper gig yeah God. see this is um, this reminds me of something else that I always like at those events when you get given the goodie bag Oh yeah! At the end, did you get your goodie? Quite bag? often. Is there, is, I don't know. Was sure. there a goodie bag at this one? Well, he didn't get a goodie, goodie bag. bag. I, yeah. Do you know? It's I feel like quite disappointing. It, it? <laughs> That's what it, he said. I, it's nice to be handed something when you leave. I like that. I've never got over that childish thrill. No. Somebody's going to give me something when I leave. Yeah. I always think it's going to be quite nice. How, Rob? How would we describe what we were given? Well, it was a card, hard card book. Very quite expensively of, produced. Expensively produced, die cut in the yeah. shape of a jigsaw piece. Yes. Because the record's called something to do with piece. I can't remember what it's called. Every That's piece you need. Every piece you need or something. And inside, I, flip, I opened it once and then I, want, I was going to throw it away, but it's rude. Um, so I put it back in my bag, but I looked inside and it's just got, it's got cuttings. It's got it's reproduction got, it's of got cuttings reviews. or something in it. It's the kind of thing that a record company does to send to the overseas licensees yeah. of the record company. Maybe they just printed up a few too many. And, and yeah. let's palm them off on and these And, you know, so it's not going on eBay, is it? It's well, not going on eBay, no, because... Not it, yet. We, no one's going to want if to Teddy send Thompson, one P through the post. If Teddy <laughs> Thompson turns out to be as big as Coldplay, yeah. then it'll go on eBay. Well, OK, it? a quick snap decision. What are the odds of Teddy Thompson turning out as big as Coldplay? Well, what, are the, what were the odds on Coldplay doing it in the well, first place? They, well, I wouldn't have backed them. Uh, I like Teddy Thompson's record, um, but I, don't, okay, I think he could do with... Uh, the thing I want to say to Teddy is, Teddy, uh, be, one Teddy of my, yeah. be one of my management clients. I'd yeah. like to offer a management yeah. service that only lasts yeah. about half an hour. Yeah. Because I really don't yeah, want to yeah, be... Yeah. I don't want to be dealing with them. I just want to tell them my advice. You don't advice. want the phone calls yeah. at three in the Absolutely. morning. Absolutely. Right. I, I don't want to really go share the deals. I just want the irate... The irate um, no. Hotel clerk yeah. from yeah, I don't like my room. Yeah. Yeah, can you move it? You yeah. know, I want a divorce. It's raining. It's... <laughs> There's nothing on TV. <laughs> England are not in the European Championship. Um, I'd like the, here. I'd like to give him one piece of advice, and my piece of advice to Teddy, and he's eminently capable of doing this. Yeah. is just lively up yourself. Yeah, Teddy. lively up yourself. You know, yeah. get on stage and attack them. Yeah. Get on, you know be in charge, yeah. talk to them. You're in charge, control the room. Yeah, and he um, doesn't. No, he doesn't. You know and what? he's capable. A very, very nice songs, very nice songwriter, but... <laughs> Follow the word but. But they've all been written before. They've all been written, every single one of those songs has been written before. Very nice, Teddy, sings them nicely, nice band, nice playing, very, very nice. I've literally heard them all before. Do you ever think that applies to nearly everything you hear? Well, this is another problem. Well, go on, we'll we'll move a segue my, this, on. This, this is my, my, my overweening theory about music at the moment. I wake up in the morning and the first thing I do is I leap out of bed and I go on my knees and I raise my hands <laughs> to heaven and I say, thank you, God, for not making me a pop star or wanting to be a pop star. Because, really? Yeah, because, <laughs> because, and here's why. What, before you made the wife before, tea? <laughs> well, obviously, obviously make her tea first. Yeah, sort out the boy. <laughs> uh, because I think right now, 
trying to go to the world. Oh, hang on, notice me, I'm a great pop star in, the, in waiting. A horrendous experience. Because everybody, everybody's up to here with stuff. Everybody is up to here with stuff. I don't need any more, not just me. I mean, we're obviously in a position where we get flooded with stuff all the time. But everybody I know, I was speaking to someone about this the other day who has nothing to do with the sort of things that we do. They go, I'm just, I've, it's like I've got every single thing I could ever want. I've got it. I've got I'm up to here. I've got digital TV. I've got iPods. I've got mobile phones. I've got uh, DVDs. I've got backups on this. I've got super fast broadband. I'm blah, 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 blah. I don't, you know what? It's like I'm going to pull up the drawbridge. I don't need any more entertainment ever again. You know, it's just. Except that. Oh, and course. I think this is very nice. It's a very worthwhile argument because actually it's come up on the, on the, on the website, webmagazine.co.uk. People saying, you know, where do we find time to listen to things yeah. anymore? Oh, yes. But, yeah. you know, which is, which yeah. is one part of it. Yeah. But also, in and among this, I know for a fact that you've been very excitedly watching The Wire on your oh little, my God. On your little uh, iPod yes, touch. I have. Yeah. Yes, I have. So, yeah. when something Maybe, comes along oh, that you no, really want to watch... True. No, that's very true. I know. Of course, my theory falls apart when you open up your post in the morning and then there's a record in there that makes you go, I'm going to go home tonight and burn all my other records because they're rubbish. <laughs> and this one's great! And at the, mo- at the moment, that's the wire. And I can't... I don't know why I've worked with you for two years and it's only just watched the wire because you've been banging on about it for two years. Well, not at quite least. two years. Well, okay. well, quite a while, Quite yeah. rightly. But quite it's... rightly. Okay, t- how amazing is the wire? It's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. We, haven't, we haven't seen series five yet, have I've, we, Matt? I haven't even got... No. I'm only halfway through series one. Oh, how, just, how joy. I've just, you know. gone, I've just discovered on... He started Virgin, again. No, well, I started again some time ago, and I'm kind of halfway through again. But I just discovered on uh, Virgin On Demand, there's an HBO sit, uh, channel which has... The, all six episodes of the corner, which was the stuff that he did. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is your heart. Not only yeah, is it brilliant, brilliant, is it really good, but you get the added pleasure, having watched... Four seasons of The Wire. Yeah, of seeing all the actors playing different characters. Yeah, so all of the guys, not all of them, but a lot of the guys that are in The Wire show up as kind of street corner bums right. and incidental walkers. Uh, who's your, your favourite character? Oh, Omar. Uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so it's a lot about you, Matt. <laughs> Omar, rip and run. No, Mrs. Matt. I like the, uh, and I can never remember his name. But I like the enormously fat guy who's the fence. Who, uh, uh, Prop Joe. Prop Joe. Oh, so Proposition Joe. What a name. <laughs> and I like the fact that he's planning huge, great criminal in- initiatives while mending toasters. <laughs> because he thinks if he fixes the toaster, he can get 50 cents for the toaster. So that's how you build a business. The one I watched this morning started with a classic bit. Where this morning? The, uh, See, where, yeah, this no, morning. on the train this morning. Where uh, uh, Bunk... Where the guys, I can't remember, the little ratty white guys walking past and he goes, and Bunk says to him, Hey, you looking fresh this morning? He goes, Yeah, I got laid last night. He goes, Great, your asshole still hurt. Yeah. <laughs> I think, this is the best telling program that's ever been made. <laughs> and his little, this guy, this little white guy, his little face goes, Yeah. <coughs> and just sort of collapse as he goes off camera, it just <laughs> collapses. Thing to look forward to in, in I think series four, Rob, yeah. uh, which Matt and I have discussed, uh, is that it actually uh, the wire has the rudest line in the history of television. Ruder uh, than you've just called the mother of your children. <laughs> when Keemer and McNulty are in the car together, and he goes, "If I was a, if I was a more a less moral, less upstanding kind of guy, I'd call that woman a." 
<laughs> well, anyway, you'll know it when you get to it. Okay. You know, because it's, somebody, it's incredibly somebody, inventive. I think somebody on the website has recently pointed out the big problem with immersing yourself in the wire mm. is that you start asking your the good lady wife if she'd like <laughs> sugar in that tea, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you don't really kind of sneak into it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but look, you know, going back to the point, king, stay know, the king. <laughs> going back to the point that we're, we're supposedly up to here uh, with stuff. You know, yeah. when you find something that you like, yeah. like the wire, and I currently yeah. I'm watching Mad Men. Oh yeah, which I missed at the yeah, time. Love you know, yeah. no, I, I don't oh, like as much as the wire, but it's yeah. very good. Pacing it's, on that, though. The pacing. On it's that, very yeah. well done. Yeah. And of course, the thing is that when you're into it, you get you absorb yourself in it. You immerse yourself yeah. in it totally, don't you? Yeah. David you don't want to watch anything wearing, that you can't watch all of. David yeah. is currently wearing a uh, Brooks Brothers suit. Three-piece. Uh, three, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> smoking, <laughs> smoking an old gold. <laughs> and drinking a martini. Smack <laughs> the backside of a, of a secretary. Just, you know, do you, are you familiar this. with the magazine The Word? Uh, very yes, good. There was a very good piece in there this month, or maybe it's in next month, I can't remember, um, by a she young chap up. called Paul DeNoyer, where he's writing about Mad Men. And he's saying a very good point. He's saying when days, everyone sort of talks about uh, the smoking and and or they say, oh, wouldn't it be great to sort of go back to those times? But actually, it'd be awful, and it would be sort of it would stink. You, it would stink. Well, it would stink, and it'd be horrible, and everyone would have a hangover all the time and all that kind of thing. And you think, well, if you were, it would only be all right if you were one of the top madmen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Be all, Kings every, of the if everybody else. Bloody awful. Oh, yeah. Or yeah, yeah. President Eisenhower. Or President Eisenhower. Eisenhower. If you were Eisenhower. Yeah, yeah. The thing that struck me about yeah. Mad Men was it's actually not about the 1960s at all. No. It's about now. Yeah. What it's full of is references to, you know, all the things that we got rid of yeah. in order to make life so wonderful as it is now. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. We don't smoke. We don't drink too much. You know, we don't eat terrible food. We don't sexually harass women. We don't that have much. racist attitudes. Yeah. Oh, but hang on. <laughs> you know, hang on a minute. I think, I'll be probably, you know, what fascinates me is in 20 years' time, they're going to they're make a series. You know, they're going to make a life on Mars about... Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the first decade of the 21st century. Yeah. What are the things yeah. that they're going to go? Can you believe? Can you believe how that? much mineral water yeah. these guys drink? I they're going to the loo four or five times a month. A magazine, a website, a podcast, the word. So anyway, talking of too much stuff, I got sent. I got sent just before this meeting. This Rob. Oh yeah. Which is oh. what looks on the face of it yeah. like Carol King's tapestry. Yeah, wonderful yeah. record so came out in 1970. It's not the cat's version, is it? <laughs> <laughs> and it is. It is that worrying As thing. Like cats. A legacy edition. Oh yeah. Okay. I can trump that one actually. So the first CD has got the twelve wonderful tracks yeah. that made up the yeah. made tapestry. One yeah. of the records. One yeah. of the one of the you know underpinnings of the yeah. great albums of the seventies. Yeah. And then track thirteen. <laughs> He's bonus track. Yeah, rubbish. We don't want it. Yeah. Do what, we? What why it? why was he not on there in the first place? Because yeah, it was rubbish. <laughs> no, I've listened to it. That's is it my not going to take, or is it a totally new it's track? It's just, it's a bonus track, and then the following record, the record that accompanies it, is, you know, one more thing that people didn't ask for, which is a live recording of pretty much of her doing tapestry a couple of years later. Boring. It's just nobody wants it. No. And, uh, you know, here's my challenge to you. Has anything that's ever been issued as a bonus track or a legacy edition of anything ever, that's a very good question. ever detained, you know, ever, ever really made you played it more than once? No. I don't think so. 
There's kind of odd live quite things like, that are played. Quite like the Peel Sessions are, uh, that's tacked on at the end of the Redskins, neither Washington or Moscow <laughs> CD reissue. I think we're all, we're, we're all agree with that, though, man. That was the first thing that sprung to my mind. Oh, you know, well, that, those Legacy Editions, I've got two of those on my desk at the moment. I wish I'd brought them in, because they're both classics. One of them, Legacy Edition, Well's been waiting for it, Paul Young, No Parlay. Oh. Legacy edition. Legacy edition. So 20, the extra tracks from <laughs> No Parlay. Yeah, so, you know, wherever I lay my hat, dub. And, uh, live version of Toast? Live version of Toast. <laughs> so listen, uh, if you bootleg that, at the time, so when did that record come out? Oh, no, no. 1982. 1982. If you'd bootlegged some studio sweepings at the time, three. Paul yeah. DeYoung would have taken you to court and yeah. his record company would draw themselves up to their full height of indignation yeah. and said, how dare you traduce the reputation of this great artist Mr. by Paul doing this, by, reissuing, by issuing material that is not what he wanted heard. It's literally substandard it's, material. It's literally substandard. <laughs> and then fast forward yeah. 20 years, happily knocking it out on the yeah. back of a barrow, are they, in Chapel Market? Get your Paul Young in. loads of it. Absolutely. Yeah. I told you. I told you about my trip round uh, round the vault at EMI, where they, oh, they nice. nowadays they keep everything. Yeah. And you know, so if you sign up to do an album, you don't just say, "Well, EMI, whatever record you put out, yeah. you own everything you recorded that they paid for." Yeah. Um, and so nowadays they're delivering stuff on huge, great hard drives with absolutely every cough and swit, spit that uh, it went down in the session. Yeah. So if you're big enough, twenty years later. It's going to come out. Oh, okay. Chris Martin, Expectorate. <laughs> the Expectorate. coughing tapes. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> Expectorate. <laughs> so what was the other legacy? The other one, uh, which if, is... If, if Paul Young the other wasn't one, the punchline... Well, the other the one, one that we actually played was Willie Nelson. Sound uh, of Young Islington. Where? There we go. Uh, the Sound of Young Islington. Uh, somebody, a correspondent, who shall be, remain, remain anon, because that's what he signs himself... Uh, thinks he might be able to explain it. It says, Taxi drivers and police assigned to car patrols are in the u- unusual situation of being professional drivers who spend a lot of their time waiting for something to, sa- to happen. And they've developed various sports over the years to amuse themselves, and one of these is media bothering. <laughs> so he says, in Glasgow, where he lives, as soon as the, the cabs or the police know that, you know, Taggart was being filmed on the street, or there was no B being done by BBC Scotland, they would, they would make a beeline for the location to see what's going on and to try and get themselves in the background of the scene. <laughs> so he thinks that's what people are doing, flying up and down the Pentaville Road. Does anyone fly in this particular yeah. oint- ointment? A noise. Yeah. Which is, we record these things, so they'd have to be incredibly far-sighted if they, they, if they were to know that we're what's actually... What's that doing on that, <laughs> on, on that rooftop over there with the big pictures? So it's waiting for Avon Barksdale to walk past. <laughs> the Word, a magazine, a website, a podcast, a way of life. Did you read Ian McMillan's thing about you know, last week? Saw the closure of Shoot magazine. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know the the, the yeah. football weekly yeah. um, of you know venerable Ill antecedents, uh, and it's finally been put out of its misery. And Ian McMillan wrote a very good piece, I thought, in the Guardian about this, where he said that uh, recalling the way he used to just look forward to this thing mm. coming every, every, every two weeks because he'd only got yeah. it he only got it when his mother went to have her hair done which she did every two weeks so he got every second issue or something yeah. like that and just he's talking about how the, the, the lack of anticipation in young people's lives nowadays yeah. is, is 
killing the concentration required to, to uh, be interested in fiction. Right. See, I think that's a bit of a curmudgeonly Yorkshire poet. <coughs> yes! <laughs> uh, Wait, it's, it's actually not right, because kids... I've got, got like nephews who are kind of like uh, nine or ten or whatever. They get giddy with anticipation of Doctor Who, for instance, mm. every Saturday night. Yeah. And certainly, I can remember kind of when I used to, uh, before I was, strangely enough, before I was married, when I used to collect American comics. <laughs> Such are the things that comics. disappeared, aren't they? Comics, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. comics. But um, the, the anticipation of kind of a month, you know, your monthly trip to the comic shop and getting that, and they're yeah. still, you know, yeah. they're still available and they're still out and they still come yeah. monthly. And I think that... I, think oh, that, I don't know, I'm not so sure. I think, I think uh, you know, delayed uh, gratification More importantly, what, remi- what that reminded me of was the sense of crushing disappointment that I'd been conned by the publishing industry at the Again. very first, <laughs> when I was about 12, yeah. when I started collecting a How to Play Football part work. Oh, yeah. And after the third, epi- third edition, could find it nowhere in I the shops. I remember that. Yeah, I remember all, that. Because, of course, what I now know is what happens with part work. Yeah. They hook you, yeah. after, after Christmas, big ads on yeah. telly, yeah, yeah. get to the third one, and they hope by then you've subscribed, and they don't bother putting them in the shops anymore. Yeah. I didn't know that when I was yeah. 12. No. Well, they'd lose their shirt if they get put in the shops <laughs> yeah. in the same number. That was no use to me, that oh, knowledge. Oh, dear. Well, it's an important moral lesson that you learn, and it's a good job you learned it earlier. Always subscribe. <laughs> yes, yeah. always subscribe. Good Thank lesson you. there. Thank you very <laughs> much, Matt, for letting me into it. <laughs> So, I'll um, keep bowling them up. You keep yeah. knocking them out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Nice soft ones. <laughs> Put a bit of the far post. Um, uh, Tony Piper on the, on the Facebook group. We've got to give a plug to the Facebook group, Matt. Particularly t- this week, more than any other. Okay? Because I'm a member of a, of a small number of Facebook groups. Mm. I'm obviously a member of a tribute to Mr. Pastry. Of course. Which has 12 members. That's a good one. I'm a fan of, uh, of Omar. Oh, is it? And how many members are there? Probably That's loads. Quite a few, There's quite a few. And I'm also a member of the, of the, the Guardian, Media Guardian podcast, uh-huh. uh, which has 916 members. Blimey. But I'm obviously also in the Word Facebook podcast group, which has 910 members. Oh. Now, I'm saying, Matt, this is an important week yeah. in the history of our podcast Facebook group, isn't yeah. it? It's about time. It's about time we left those. You know, the, the national newspaper eating our dust, yeah, isn't I think it? So. It's about time we overhauled them. Yeah? yeah, absolutely. So you know, if you haven't joined, joined, and you know, if not, force members of your family to do it, or yeah. you know, or neighbours or whatever. Join the Facebook group. All you've got to do is go on Facebook and register Word Magazine podcast. Will group. there be a prize for the thousandth, thousandth member? I, I I did a thing on the site this morning saying go and join it, and somebody said, "Where's the incentive?" Bloody <laughs> <laughs> hell! Free entertainment. The incentive. Sake. Working hard enough on yeah. this. I'll tell you what, I'll send the thousandth person the, uh, the anniversary edition of No Parley. There you go. There you Wee. go. There you go. You see, they'll all, they'll all be hanging back now, Rob, <laughs> to make sure that they don't <laughs> get there too early. Yeah, yeah, Generosity. Yeah. They want to get there for the No Parley. They can have my Teddy Thompson book as well. But somebody pointed out to us that in Melbourne, there is now, by, you know, the courtesy of the city fathers, presumably, ACDC Lane. In Melbourne. Now, are we excited about that? Yeah. Are well, you? I, You're excited, you say, ACDC I fans. I like, it's, yeah, I, I, I like the fact that it's ACDC Lane. It's not a highway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Yeah. It should be cutting. It's, it's not even a street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Crescent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ACDC Grove. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like this is a juxtaposition. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Which that's true. And uh, and apparently there's uh, there's what's he mean? Crabsody in blue in Madrid. What's that got to do with anything? No, I think that's I think that's someone having. But there is. But <laughs> having somebody, a laugh. Somebody else it? did point out that there is Joey Ramone Place. Joey Ramone Place on in the, the corner of Bowery and the Second Street yeah. in, in New York. They're yeah. in uh, Moscow. There's Gorky Park. It's named after Gorky's and these. <laughs> <laughs> but and there is also isn't there um, the road that runs past Graceland is now. Oh, Elvis Presley Boulevard. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't called that when he moved in, though, was it? No. no. <laughs> no. Like John Lennon Airport. Think, you think that's a good place to live. <laughs> yeah. John Lennon Airport, I, recently renamed. I think, I think given the desire of uh, you know, our, 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 the people who govern us to ingratiate themselves with, with us, or mm, as, they yeah. see, as, they, as they would like to, yeah. um, I think we're going to see thousands of these in the future, aren't we? Should do. There's going to be loads of, you know... Sham 69 Street in, in <laughs> Jimmy Walton and, Her- Walton and Hersham yeah, or whatever. Great. You know, and... Uh, Kermit, wasn't he the drummer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think it should be resisted stoutly. Because I just, I don't think it's right to be going around. You know, there's well, something, no. about, something about rock and roll names that should be ephemeral. You know, they shouldn't yeah. be attached to. But on the I other think hand, streets should all be called, you know, Alma, Alma Crescent. Or Alma named Col- after Alma long Coughlin gone Crescent. back. Is that Alma Coogan? Yeah, Alma Coogan. But I really like Sweet the Sweet Home Alma Coogan. <laughs> if, you na- if you kind of, you can almost name, especially kind of estates in the suburbs of large cities, large towns, mm. you can almost kind of date when they were laid out by what their name is. What they call yeah, so, yeah. so, you know, Victorian times, you can go, as you say... It's Crimean right? War, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, precisely. Every, every road... Disraeli Terrace. Uh, uh, yeah, Sebastopol Drive, yeah. or yes. whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, so I quite like the idea yeah. that, you know, let, roads that are being laid out now might have the names well, of you, uh, ephemeral to TV yeah. reality stars. Jessica oh, Alba how Road. Val, how about Valerie Singleton Road? Oh, we love Val. Now, uh, because yeah. it's somebody who's... who's, who's <laughs> I love that. Come back into the news in a big way in, yeah. the, in the last week. Have you read this piece? <laughs> I tell you, no, what, the original. I don't uh, think anybody, there's anybody who hasn't read it. Because no, they haven't read stuff. the original piece. You see, because it kills me. This because everybody turns their nose up at the Daily Mail on the Mail on Sunday, but boy, do they know what they know. What, they know a the story. Is. They, they, my they God, know, they know a story. Yeah, yeah, and all they did was they went and interviewed this chap, whoever yeah. it's called. Um, uh, Valerie Singleton and said, Valerie, what about those lesbian rumours? <laughs> what rumours are those? Lesbian rumours. <laughs> uh, and she just, she told them yeah. the, the, the provenance of all those things. Yeah. And of course, everybody, you know, from Range of Ours on the website to The Guardian yeah. to God, whatever, was all over this story. And have you followed how the rumour about her and Joan Armour trading started? <laughs> <laughs> it's a rumour? Into- <laughs> Because the, the story, for, for anybody who's li- been sitting on top of a telegraph pole for the last 20 years... Yeah. Well, anybody, anybody who hasn't typed the words Val, <laughs> Valerie Singleton and lesbian into Google in the last week and a half. Because until lesbianism was discovered in this country about 10 years ago, yeah, we, always assumed, we, always assumed, we always took the Queen Victoria attitude that it, it doesn't really exist. Yeah. And if it did, it was only four famous lesbians. You yeah. know, and all two lived. of those were dead Greeks. <laughs> <laughs> They all lived in some flat somewhere in, you know, in, yeah. in, in Shepherd's Bush or whatever. And, uh, with their cats. <laughs> with their cats. But the story is that she was paired off in popular myth yeah. with Joan Elmer Trading because she had a brief fling with a member of Joan Elmer Trading's band. Oh, I love it. So she talks about in this interview. 
You know, she, she talks about meeting So she, him. Had, a, she had a brief fling with I'm a, with a male member, part. if you'll pardon the expression, <laughs> of Joan Armour Trading's band, and, yet, and then that gets extrapolated into her having a frankly long and loving and caring and sharing <laughs> relationship with Joan Armour Trading herself. She met, her, she met her a few times. It, it's written in that wonderfully coy uh, British style that is reserved for kind of... Um, you know, reports of rumpy, pumpy, or whatever. <laughs> her American, it's all written, you know, as if from first yeah. person from yeah. Mallory. Her American backing group was staying in the same hotel as me, and we sat chatting for ages in the lobby. One of the guys said he was impressed with my interview. <laughs> and, later, and later walked me to my room. Uh, yeah, spot the weasel <laughs> phrase in this, yeah. you know. Hope, hoping. And then I said no, but agreed to show him London that Sunday when we had a lovely time, you know, going around, yeah. you know, like musicians do, yeah. and ended up in bed together. Oh, well, that probably just, exhausted. Just after tired. The walk. <laughs> yeah. Just tired. Yeah. Let's have and a nap. Seeing the sights. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, Valerie Singleton. Valerie Singleton Street. Suggest that to your local council any time now. <laughs> yeah. The word. I'm just going to throw in this. The, um, the, the word massive, do like a negative... Well, somebody started the thread about a week ago going, what's everybody's favourite book recently? And they got quite a lot of response. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then everybody, somebody started the thread saying, what book have you, have you read recently that you loathe and despise and would like to Good advise one. everybody else to avoid? <laughs> yeah. And it went mad. It's been burning the wires. Have you seen that? <laughs> Absolutely yeah. extraordinary. You've never been suckered into reading Harry Potter to your children, have you, Matt? No, but I, yeah, I've got to confess, I actually like Harry Potter. Oh, dear God. Rob, it. would you sound on Harry Potter? Uh, no, well, he's, my son's only four, so he's a bit young for Harry Potter, really. Right. Um, but, uh, no, I've never, I couldn't do I've, I've often, I've not bought for myself, but been given, um, sort of, you know, novels that are meant to be good, sort of good new novels, and I just, I can't get on with any of them. Cloud Atlas... Life of Pi couldn't get on with it. Most most um, novels, unless they have either um, Valerie Singleton or Brian Clough, Nazis or Valerie Singleton <laughs> yeah. on the front cover, but probably not. But those are not yeah. novels. No, People don't not. write those kind of things as novels anymore. Those are true stories. Those are true stories. Yeah. 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 Apart from Valerie Singleton and the Nazi thing, which never happened. Thank God they've yeah. repub- just recently republished all of the Modesty Blaze canon. That'll keep me happy <laughs> for the next few months. You know, Danny Baker doesn't read fiction. You know why? Why? Why are you sad? <laughs> all made up. This is all made up. Yeah. <laughs> What's the point of that? It's all made up. <laughs> I don't you know. I, but I, but I, I, I'm kind of sympathetic. I say I agree with him, but at the same time, we've spent 20 minutes talking about how great the wire is. Apparently, that's made up. But that's well, okay. Well, it's presented a documentary. It's presented a doc- But that doesn't. Yeah. No, it's not. But you know, in the well, it's not real. Well, it kind of is. You don't expect. But you don't, it's, it's about I'm suspending your disbelief, isn't it? And when, if you're sitting there watching The Wire, you're going, this is really gripping and great. If you're sitting there reading a book, you're sort of thinking... Where's it yeah, going? Yeah, but this is, just not, this is just nonsense, isn't it? This I got sent by a publisher recently something to read, which I think it, it's going to be quite a big book coming out later this year. It's one of those you know, publishing phenomena that they've paid a lot of money for yeah. and they're going to put a lot behind. Mm. And I wouldn't be surprised if it does really well. They sent it to me. You know, they all send you the stuff. I'd really like to know what you think of it. Yeah. What they're really hoping is you'll write a little rave review and things, you know, stick it amongst the millions that they, yeah. that they put alongside these things. And I tried, because I respect this guy, you know. And um, I just had to give up. And I met him recently. I said, I had to give up because I couldn't work out what kind of book it was going to be. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? If somebody yeah. said to me, stick with it, it's fantastic resolution, yeah. you won't believe what happens, I would have done. But then, but halfway through I thought, it's going to be like this forever. 
<laughs> I'm never going to finish with and, this book. And, no, yeah. but it's going to re- maintain this level of kind of mild intrigue. Yeah. See, that's the problem yeah. with, with reading a book that hasn't already been reviewed, so they can pull quotes going, a rip-roaring thriller. <laughs> <laughs> you won't be able to put a it down. A roller-coaster ride. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I read it without the reviews, without yeah. the guidance of the reviews. Yeah. It could be right. Anyway, I said to him, I took a great deal of... Uh, I took a lot of signals from the cover, which I didn't like, because I looked at the cover and I thought, somebody's trying to sell me on a kind of... Can you judge I don't know, a Da Vinci Code type yeah. thing yeah. here, a bit mystic. And he actually said, you're not the only person who said that. We've completely revised the cover. <laughs> right. Because, no, seriously, because yeah. you take huge signals from the cover you of the cover. You can judge a book by its cover. You yeah. really do. Well, no, yeah. that, that, that was, I mean, my kind of slightly flippant comment earlier was true, uh, in, in that I started reading my, my father's fiction collection, my dad's, mm. which was all kind of lead date and Alistair McInnes or whatever. Yeah. And basically, Real man's if it had... A swastika, a yeah, Nazi yes. dagger, some bullets, yeah. or a pistol on the front cover. Yeah. You'd buy it in a trade bookshop. Yeah. It's like golf. <laughs> yeah. You buy a w- we Smith. D- on we've done the story about golfing for cats, haven't we? Alan Corrin <laughs> wanted to have a bestseller, oh, so he yeah. said to his publisher, "What sells?" He said, "Anything about golf, anything about cats, yeah. anything about the Nazis." Yeah. So, a picture of a cat, <laughs> uh, you know, holding a pot, wearing a Nazi armband, <laughs> on the cover of golfing for cats. Sorry, this discussion about books um, re- resulted in somebody sending me. Uh, every year, bookseller do a prize for the oddest title of the year. Have you mm. ever come across these? Yeah. And I'm just going to read a few choice ones. In 1990, this prize was won by the Lesbian Sadomasochism Safety Manual. Lovely. <laughs> uh, in 1992, by John W. Trimmer's How to Avoid Huge Ships. <laughs> in 1994, from... John S- W. Trimmer. I love you. Highlights in the History of Concrete won it in 1994, <laughs> and in 2003, returning to the lesbian theme, uh, it was it was won by the Big Book of Lesbian Horse Stories. <laughs> <laughs> circus. There are lesbian and, horses, and uh, and the current <laughs> the current holder introduction by <laughs> introduction to <laughs> the current holder of the of the prize. I'm going to hand it to you, Rob, and you can read out what that book's called. There you go. The winner of the Bookseller Diagram Prize for oddest title of the year is. If you want closure in your relationship, start with your legs. <laughs> if you want closure in your relationship, start with your legs. Available on Amazon right now. I've got a new motto to live my life by. Yes. <laughs> so next week is, uh, is, is Glastonbury. And yeah. I think we three are all united in one aim. Yes. We're not going. Not going. <laughs> is no. that right? Literally not going. Yeah. <laughs> We're sending Mark and, uh, and Andrew. And is Kate going as well? Kate's going. Can't wait. Kate, 70s, Andrew, Mark, all going. I think the great thing about Glastonbury, as someone who doesn't Which go one? and doesn't have any interest in going, is that if your interest in not going is as great and as powerful as people's interest in going. So my, my enjoyment of not going and not even having to think about it is absolutely as as I think that's fulfilling really as their interesting. And we're going to get an outlet for that this year because we're going to blog about. Yeah, it. we are. Yeah, live. Yeah. So you know, yeah. Rob Rob's going to sit in his garden. I'm going to sit at home in a large armchair <laughs> with a cup of tea and you know, Excellent. steady supply of cakes. Yeah. And we're going to, you know, watch bits of it on the telly and listen yeah, on the radio right. and take texts yeah. from Andrew and uh, yeah. and Mark in the, up to the neck in modern, modern bullets. Can I, can I blog the Weather Channel? <laughs> <laughs> it's coming, it's coming. <laughs> I think it's going to be quite good, isn't it? I thought the long what? range is quite good, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, what a shame. <laughs> if you're a duck. Yeah. This podcast was brought to you by The Word. Details at wordmagazine.co.uk.
Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.